Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, June 16th. Happy to have all of you with us. We did miss last week, but we're back. Uh, there were some alarmed emails that maybe there were technical issues. It was just more complicated than that. We just had very complicated lives last week, so so we couldn't really pull it together. But here we are this week, Sunday, June 16th. Uh, I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California, joined on the line by three of my sisters, Sheila Dolan in South Pasadena. Did the school year officially end? Are you out it from is, under? It has ended, girls. I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> yes. Another crop of third graders goes out into the world, right? <laughs> oh, scary. Yep. <laughs> uh, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. I know you were away this week and came back, and we're going to get a little bit of a report on that. Yes, that's right. And I would just also like to give a very warm satellite sister welcome to the NSA, the FBI, the CIA, the FSB, and the state, state security department of the DPRK. So welcome aboard to satellite sister. You know, yes, it is something that we have gotten used to because all those years where you did the show from your home in Russia, I mean, yes. we were like, we knew at the time that the FSB, which is the modern day KGB, they were always part of the sisterhood. <laughs> yes, Liz, and, and indeed, and since my trip to North Korea, I believe that the state security department of the DPRK, that would be North Korea, has also joined in the fun of Satellite Sisters and likes to monitor what's going on here. So we're just happy that everyone's on board. Everybody's in on the conversation. And Monica Dolan, you are in Bend, Oregon this weekend, getting ready for a series of exciting events. That's right, Liz, kicking off. Actually, summer has started here, so happy to report. Uh, the weather is absolutely beautiful, but I'm sort of uh, the advanced uh, team um, for uh, I'm prepping for Leon's Oregon book tour. You know, mm-hmm. she's out on tour for her novel, Elizabeth, the First Wife, and she's now doing the Oregon portion of it. So this weekend she's down in Ashland where the Oregon Shakespeare Festival is and she's coming to Bend on Tuesday. And you know, Liz, you have that little little vacation bungalow here. Um and no one's been here in quite a while. So, <laughs> so you're there just prepping the bungalow for the uh, author's I'm, I'm, arrival? Uh, I'm prepping the bungalow. Liz, remember when we had that house cleaner once when we lived together we got desperate and hired someone she said she had to do a complete dig out correct (laughs) yes that was the way she described her deep cleaning well there was a dig out here yesterday so uh inside and out so i'm trying to shape up the outside shape up the inside i will say either it involved uh, a trip to the very very lovely bend dump yesterday oh yeah what was going on in that bungie how much do you charge (laughs) the transfer and recycling station which i have to say it is the cleanest town dump i have ever been to (laughs) 
I mean, I've only been to two other town dumps. And you know what? They were real dumps. This place was like pristine (laughs) with friendly fellows waving me on. They said, you know, they looked at Oregon. They looked at my car and I I had like four or five bags of garbage and they kind of laughed and they said, you know, we don't judge here. Just it's pay one price, just dump it off. Let's (laughs) just say, Liz, there were some condiments in the refrigerator here that were of questionable vintage. (laughs) I mean, how long do pickles last? I know they're in brine, but there was stuff in the back of the refrigerator that had been here since I think you moved into the house four or five years ago. So that's all gone. And I got a whole fresh new set of mustard, vinegar, everything's new. (laughs) Everything's new. Everything's fresh. I'm very excited. Leon is going to be doing a book reading uh, Wednesday night, the 19th, at the Barnes & Noble in Bend. So please come out for that. I won't be here, but Leon will be here. Leon and her son, Colin. So that's uh, the 19th this week. And then next Saturday, I'm going to come back. She's doing a book reading at Sun River, which is the beautiful resort outside of Bend at 5 p.m. And I'll be introducing her. And I think that'll be a lot of fun. And then she'll be in Portland. See, this is the thing. I'm cleaning up here. And then I have to go back and do... I, I just got to shape up my yard because Leon's coming to see me, you know, the week of the 27th. Ooh, that's and another dig out, Monica. It's, well, it's that's, that's, out. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's one reason to have house guests is you really actually do, you know, you do a little dig out before they come. So it's a good thing. Julie, always looking for the silver lining. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, you don't normally have to do two houses, though. So it's uh, good for you, Monica, really taking it on so that Leon feels welcome wherever she goes. Right, and I'm glad. So Leon's going to be at Powell's in Cedar Hills. It's a Thursday night, the 27th. I'll be there. And then we're all just walking across the parking lot, and we're going to McMenamin's for some beer and soggy tater tots after the reading. You're welcome to join us. Um, that's it. Just I'm just clean, a clean and fool here. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that because I'll be up for the 4th of July. So it's nice to know we'll have fresh pickles on board for, uh, <laughs> for any July 4th festivities. Uh, but uh, first, we did um, – today is Father's Day, of course. Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there. Um, this is our first Father's Day without our father, so I know – We've all, I've been thinking a lot about him this weekend. I know you guys have too. Sheila, you were on the case early. I was, well, it is a very poignant Father's Day, as we all know. And I was feeling that poignancy a week early, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, last week. So I decided to send an email to all the fathers in our family. And then I rushed over to Leanne's house to wish her husband a happy Father's Day. And I walked in. And no one knew what I was talking about because it wasn't Father's Day yet. <laughs> it was but so every- heartfelt, Sheila. I know you included my husband, and and he really enjoyed it. He was very confused. We <laughs> <laughs> were in another country, and they do celebrate uh, Father's Day at different times a year. And so he thought perhaps he had missed Father's Day altogether. But uh, you know what? I am confused. But it was it was heartfelt. It's just at the end of the year, and I wanted to get those Father's Day things out, but I had no idea when Father's Day was. Mm-hmm. So it's today, and the email still stands. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, this week we also got a recognition for our father from the United States of America, sisters. Um, Julie, you probably remember that when, when Dad died in early February, we were, Leon and I were with you in Dallas um, to help with everything that happened right after that. And there were a series of phone calls to the Veterans Administration because our dad had been getting some veterans benefits and we wanted to make sure to, um, to tell them to stop those benefits. And one of the things they told us at the time, uh, which just came through this week, is that any veteran, uh, when they pass away, is eligible to receive a certificate from the President of the United States honoring them for their service oh. that, for, that the family can keep. And so this super nice guy on, on the phone from the VA said, you know, would you like a certificate from the President? And before I could say, well, yeah, sure, why not? It's free. Yes, yes. He said, and I must tell you, the certificate is signed by the current president of the United States. <laughs> and, and, I, and I started to laugh. I said, do some people have a problem with that? And he was very nice, but he said, well, you would be surprised how many people think they're going to get a certificate from Franklin Roosevelt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Because that's who was president during their service. Oh, and, and wow. I was like... No, I think we're cool with that. I think we're, we're aware that it will not be signed by FDR. Uh, it will be signed by the current president of the United States, Barack Obama. So it actually arrived this week. Uh, the United States of America honors the memory of James J. Dolan. Yeah. This certificate is awarded by a grateful nation in recognition of devoted and selfless consecration to the service of our country and the armed forces of the United States. Signed, Barack Obama, president of the United States. So I was thinking, like, of all of the nieces and nephews, our nephew Sam is such a World War II buff. Mm -hmm. uh, even though it is signed by Barack Obama, not FDR, but his grandfather was a World War II veteran. I thought Sam might appreciate getting this. I don't know nice what you thought, Liz. That's so. a very nice thought. Uh, I totally agree, and that that was very nice of our country to send those to you know to our father who was a veteran, but to all veterans as well. Right. That's an right. important recognition. So uh, that's great, Liz. Yeah. Okay. All right. What else is new, Sheila? What you got? Well, so, summer has officially started, ladies, so school is out. Yeah. That's good. And I'm back to my routine, which is my swimming, uh, my lounging, and uh, just basically, I, I call it um, balancing, you know, balancing my mind and body. So, I, you know, I swim at the Rose Bowl pool in Pasadena. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the giant Olympic pool from the last uh, Olympics here in L.A., right? Right. It's a fantastic pool. So um, there's someone very famous who also swims at my pool, and um, that is, of course, the world record holder in distance swimming, Diana Nyad. Wow. Oh, wow. all right. Awesome. So, and, she, and, just, she, and, she just had a failed attempt, again, right, to swim to Cuba, right? Wasn't that? Uh, yes, it was her fourth attempt to swim from Cuba to Florida without a shark cage. Yeah. But you got to love her. She's in her 60s, and she's still doing it. Right. Um, okay. Now, the first time I realized Diana Nyad was swimming at my pool um, was when I walked out onto the pool deck and I saw one of those very large red and white igloo, igloo coolers at the end of the long lap lane. And it had the big letters on it, Nyad. So I think <laughs> <laughs> that was your first clue. Two together? 
that was my first clue. And she takes what we call the single lane, which there are, uh, it's a 10 lane pool, but there are two single lanes at, on either end. So she takes a single lane and well, she should. That's um, like the VIP lane. I mean, everything in, in California has a VIP lane. Right. Right. It's just that you don't have to share the lane. And believe me, you wouldn't want to share the lane with Diane and I at uh, right. because I mean, the, I saw the cooler and then I watched this person for five minutes and realized she had not come up for air. <laughs> okay. So what's in the cooler? What's in the cooler, Sheila? I have no idea. Okay, so flash forward to a few, couple days ago, I went out, did my swim, came into the locker room, and I saw Diana Nyack. Now, she hangs out. Well, I've seen her before. She talks to everyone. She's very social. So I take my shower. I start getting dressed, and... Um, I was naked, and, you know, this is not the first time I've had a prolonged naked conversation with someone in a locker room. Am I right, sisters? You're We've right. done full shows on this before, I believe. Yes, there was the Russian woman back in Santa Monica who wanted the teeny thighs like me yes. and wanted to know how to get teeny thighs. <laughs> right. So here I am standing naked um, and getting ready to get into my new... I, 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 you know, we've talked about going braless before on this show, mm -hmm. but I really don't like wearing a brassiere anymore. So I've taken to wearing just binding undershirts, um, <laughs> AKA Spanx, AKA the target brand of Spanx called Assets. Does anyone know this brand? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Assets. <laughs> so I had on my nude, my flesh colored asset top. <laughs> <laughs> and no bottom. Have you given up? Have you given Ooh, up underpants? <laughs> and Diana Nyad comes around the corner naked and says to me, "Oh wow! I thought that might have been a nude-colored bathing suit." And I, I stood there and explained to her that I don't wear bras anymore; that I get these at Target, and that I really like them. <laughs> and she said, "You know what?" I think a nude colored bathing suit would be wonderful. And uh, <laughs> I just, said, just like Diana Nyad when you said that too. I said, well, you're the woman to put it in place. Yeah, right. <laughs> I said, or you're the in the business. I wanted to acknowledge that I knew she was Diana Nyad, but I didn't want to say Diana. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to cozy because I was naked. <laughs> um, and so she was naked. I mean, she was completely naked. So I said, do you think that would work, a nude-colored suit? She said, I think it would be great, like a bronze-colored nude suit. Okay. And we, we stood there naked discussing the benefits of a, a naked... A naked... Uh, Sheila, a nude... how, were, how were her assets? <laughs> okay. She had some assets? She has the assets, but here's the thing. She went to get into her bottoms, whatever they were. I, I, I wasn't looking. And she was having trouble bending her knee. Oh, whoa. Uh, so I said to Diane and I, had, do you need some help? <laughs> Getting into her underwear? Getting into her underwear because I noticed she was propped up against the lockers and her knee wasn't working. She must have had knee replacement. I mean, now, and again, at this moment, you have no bottom on, right? That's, I just want to make sure. I, I, have, I have no bottom. She is a top and no bottoms. No, she's getting in the bottom. 
Okay. And I asked her, do, do you need shoes? She said, no, 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 I'll get it. And slowly, slowly she puts on her bottoms. And we're both standing there and just, whoo, it's a lot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, listen, I, I don't know when I'll see you again, but I want you to work on the flesh-colored bathing suit idea. I said, the, the last thing I said to her is, it has to be, um, it, you, it can't be see-through. So somehow you have to work on the technology that it looks nude, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and she laughed and said, I'll work on that. All right. That's nice. So you launched a business with her. Good. I, and I think, I think we could, yes. So um, I, I know I'll see her again. I'll mention the suit and ask her um, how her knee is. I mean, I don't know what else to ask her, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was my naked conversation with Diana Nyack. Fascinating. That's because not only were you naked, but you were in effect talking about being naked, which is an unusual part of a naked conversation. That's okay. right. Essentially, you try to look away or pretend that you're not naked. Right. No, no, no. And everyone wants to talk to her, but she she approached me, so I just want that to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sheila. Okay, so the other thing that's happening in the summer is, of course. My period, which I call living on gift cards. Living on the gift cards. Which is, I work at a wonderful school in Pasadena where the parents at the end of the year give me, are very generous, and they give me various gift cards to all my favorite places, like Starbucks, like Barnes & Noble. So I was literally, I've been literally living on gift cards. And when I say living, I mean breakfast, lunch, and dinner. (laughs) At, At Starbucks? Yes, at Starbucks. I mean, you can't really get breakfast at, at Barnes & Noble, I found I know, out. And you you were like the only person in the world that likes the food at Starbucks. I love it. I love it. No, you're <laughs> right, Monica. It's just so substandard. I'm, I'm surprised. Well, when you get to a point that my bank account got to this month, you, you would enjoy Starbucks, too. So I had, I had gone through a couple Starbucks gift cards in a couple days. And I was knew I was getting really low, but I decided to go back into Starbucks and just see if I had anything left. And I knew it was going to be dicey. So I go into my Starbucks, and the, the woman, the barista behind the counter turns around, and just as I'm saying, could you check to see how much is left on this gift card? I noticed the, the barista behind the counter is my new teaching assistant for next year <laughs> oh, oh, oh well i would think that would be humbling for both of you and she took a minute to look at me because i had my hair wet pulled up on my top bun which is what i do in the summer as well i don't dry my hair so she was i said it's sheila and she said oh hi she checked my gift card. There was a dollar eleven, which it was. She said, "Would you like a drink?" And I looked at her. I said, "Uh, no, I don't think so, because I didn't have enough for anything." And I backed out slowly. And I walked away slowly. I tried to forget that even happened. I mean that that interaction even took place. Wow. That was, that was a new financial low for me. But But I'm sure she felt busted by you too, right? It's sort of, you know, both of you can just deny that that ever happened. Okay. Let's, let's just go ahead and do that, Liz. Yes. 
Ooh, that was a rough one. So that's a new low. That's, that was a new low. But then I got a little lift last night when I had one gift card to a fancy restaurant. And my friends wanted to go out to dinner. And I knew I didn't have any money. So I, I decided to treat them with my final gift card. And they knew that I had no money. So they gave me money for dinner. So, th- <laughs> so you made money oh. on the gift card. I love it. I made money on the gift card. That sushi. is brilliant. Sushi Ruku. Ruku. So, so if you can convert the gift cards into cash, which <laughs> is what you did last night, you could be good for another month. But and when I come out with that bronze colored suit with Diana Nyad, I'm I'm retiring. <laughs> you won't I, have these kinds of worries anymore. I, Sheila, I think it's a brilliant idea. Again, remember that the woman who you know who uh, discovered Spanx, right? She that was she was an entrepreneur. Nobody believed in her. You know, she right. had to go several places, and now she's a billionaire. Could be you, Sheila. And speaking of clothes, one last note, Julie. Julie, you sent yes. the black. Eileen Fisher pantsuit to Pasadena. Yes, that, one one pantsuit, two sisters. That was it was gonna it's a reality TV show. I, I see. I want you to know who won the contest. It was me. <laughs> I won the yes. <laughs> Luck is turning around for me. I, I thought you could use that, Sheila. I knew you could work it somehow, somewhere, that that would work for you. But I thought it might work for uh, visiting for Leon when she was on a book tour. But I'm glad to hear that. Me, but she said this is this is not going to fit well. You may use it. Uh, I suggest back to school night. I mean, I wore it the next night to Sushi Roku. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sheila, that's great. I'm glad, and I'm glad that it didn't create any conflict. That makes no conflict, great. Julie. So yep. that's it. That's my summertime report. That's pretty good for your first week since school ended. That's a lot of activity. Yes, it is, Liz. <laughs> Well, you know, this is Julie, and I've been on the road. I actually was um, in London this past week, so that was why I, we, you know, I wasn't available for um, for recording. And I did various things. I did, you know, a little baby watch. There's a lot of baby fever going on in London right now about, you know, the the upcoming royal baby. Um, and I think people are excited. And I really hats off to Kate Middleton. Has she not done a fine job during this pregnancy? Have you have you seen her in any weird outfits? Is she no? She's no, just no. She's mm-hmm. just doing a very fine job. She's going to save that family, and they should just uh, they should give her an extra tiara or something. That's okay. <laughs> but I had the opportunity to go to the Queens Club tennis tournament. This is the men's tennis tournament that's held before Wimbledon. But a lot of the big stars go to it because it's a grass grass courts and they need to practice on grass courts before they uh, before Wimbledon. So it's kind of like the warm up um, warm up tournament, and it's fun to go to. It sounds a, very glamorous. It's a, it is Liz. It's at a very small club in uh, the center of London. There aren't that many. You know, the stadium is really small, so you're up close. You really can see the players, and for that matter, you can see all of the fans that are there. So that's the good news. The bad news is that it's London in June and you get uh, weather, you know, which is, it was freezing cold. I had, I, w- I had to go dressed up, so I brought extra pashminas, Sheila, that I wrapped around my legs. Julie. It was- <laughs> wrapped around your legs. Oh, that's a nice look. And yes. are, these, are these waterproof pashminas? No, no, they weren't. It was not raining, 
but it was cold and it was windy. It was a double pashmina day. I had, you know, I had a coat on. I had several coats on, a scarf. Oh, my goodness. Really? Yes, it was very nippy. So I'm sitting there watching these exciting tennis matches, and I look over in, you know, they have the, the boxes for for the friends and family of the players. And, you know, you, you never know who you are. So I look over, and... Um, and I see this woman, Sheila and Monica and Liz, it's, and she's very, very good looking. And I am, I am the first in the area to notice. I was like, that's Maria Sharapova. Ooh. She is, you know, which, and just as a side note, Sheila, she had excellent hair. Her hair, she had a brand new blowout. She oh, had nice. Slides. She was, she was looking good. So she just didn't have her hair in a ponytail. I mean, she was looking good. Yeah. She was freezing. She had the collar on her coat up like everybody else, but she was there. She had obviously taken some care to look very nice. And she's sitting in one of the, you know, the players boxes. And I was like, well, who is she here for? Because the, at the time, this was the first day of the tournament and we were watching an Israeli player named Sela play a Bulgarian named Dimitrov. And I was like, well, why is Maria Sharapova there? Well, then, you know, and I was talking to my husband and the friends that we were with. And this is the amazing thing about that Google. We just fired it up. We were like, we put in Maria Sharapova's name. And then uh, we figured she wasn't dating the Israeli Sela because he was only 5'8". And Maria (laughs) is, she's, she's six feet tall. She's very, very... So we put in Grigor Dimitrov, and boom, lo and behold, we get a hit that they are some a new couple. Did you oh, know? Ooh, did not know wow, that. Julie, you're like TMZ, man. I know. This is it. So Maria is there watching her boyfriend, Grigor. Grigor and he's, you know, she's ranked. She just lost in the finals of the French Open. She was beaten by Serena. But Maria must be ranked either... One, not one, two, three. She's in the. I'm top. sure we could Google that right now if we want yes, to. Fire that up. Well, Grigor, her boyfriend, um, he is very handsome. He is tall and dark and looks a lot like that guy on Dancing with the Stars, Maxime, you know. <laughs> oh, you know, yes. Uh-huh. That quality about him, Monica. Very, you know, he's, he's really cute. Very good quality. <laughs> <laughs> that, qual- that quality that Max has, yes. Yes, okay. So that, so you can see why, okay, she'd be attracted to him, okay? But it must be a little disconcerting in the couple relationship part that she is a much bigger star than he is. Um, for example, in the press box, they were all the cameras were facing, were taking pictures of Maria. And of course. No, nobody was taking pictures of the two players. So that might hurt your feelings a little. And, and you know, the other thing is Maria, a, a, she is a, a fierce competitor. You know that. You've seen her, Liz, play. You yes. Know, uh-huh. You know she wants to win. And and her boyfriend, Grigor, okay, he he won the first set handily against uh, the Israeli, but then in the second set, I don't know what he was doing. And he was, and then we started to flounder around in the third set. And you could just see that Maria was just, she was really, she was giving him the stink eye. Like, really, get it together, Grigor. You cannot let this match slip away. This is the first round. You're much better, you know. <laughs> really? Wow. Maybe he was distracted by the double pashmina on your legs, Julie. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, he had only eyes for only eyes for Maria. There's no doubt about that. So, but I also just have this sense, and I and I say this really out of the kindness of heart. But I don't think Grigor is that smart. Can I just tell you that there's something about the way he played tennis? It just made me think, like you. I mean, you're good looking. You got the big serve, but you don't know what you're doing out here. So. I'm a little worried about this relationship and where it's going to go. Uh, and I didn't know. It'll never last. Yeah, she's too big a star. That's what you think, Sheila? Yep. Yeah. Well, maybe he can handle that. Maybe he's got other assets. Assets. <laughs> other, assets. other interests in life. You never I, know. But... Hungarian, Liz. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm a little worried about that. So, okay. Right. So I, I, just, I just put that out there. You'll probably see a lot of them. You know, Wimbledon is coming up. You know, right, right. look. Grigor, look for Maria, you know, keep, I'll, I'm going to be monitoring this situation, but I'm worried about that relationship. And I would have to say the other sports couple that I am, I am worried about, but in a different way is the Lindsey Vaughn, Tiger Woods. Uh, <laughs> Oh. What's, what's your concern here? I'm surprised okay. that you're that you're following that closely at all. But okay, well, good. It's because it's a, such a mistake. Lindsey Vaughn is an Olympic champion skier, okay, and I always had a, had a great admiration for her. And why she is dating Tiger Woods, I don't know. I mean, really, hasn't he proven that he is like not good boyfriend material? <laughs> yes, he, he would be your classic bad boyfriend. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so and here she is and. So now this week it's the U.S. Open golf tournament, and she's there watching her boyfriend, Tiger. And, you know, at one point, and I guess she's getting a little fed up because all the press want to know is what she thinks about Tiger. And Lindsey Vaughn gave a quote and said, you know, I'm not just Tiger's girlfriend. I have my own career. And actually, I'm a successful athlete in my own right. Good for her. I admire that about her. I mean, isn't she? She's rehabbing from that terrible accident. So she's working hard to get back into the new season. That's exactly right, Liz. That's it. But all all they want to talk about is Tiger. You know, that's, you know, all those, everybody in the golf press world, they just want to know you know, um, what she and Tiger talk about when they talk about golf. They don't care about her skiing career. They don't care about So I, I just, this is another red flag rate relationship, wouldn't you say, Sheila, as a relationship? Oh, totally. I mean, these are not normal girls. They didn't grow up dating. They grew up, you know, doing athletics or world-class athletes. They don't know who to date. Yeah. They have no idea what they're doing. As opposed to the rest of us who have done such an excellent job. And I've done such a wonderful job at it. I'm a world-class teacher. I don't know how to date. That's, that's it, Sheila. That's the problem. That's the problem. So I would say I have a red flag for that. You know, I haven't forgiven Tiger. I still think, you know, I'm, it makes me happy he's losing this weekend. I'm sorry to say that, but that's just the way I feel. So, but I, I believe that both of these relationships, there's lots of red flags. I don't know where they're going. And, uh, uh, but I wish them well for whatever, for whatever that's worth. Okay. Well, thank you for that installment of Sports TMZ. <laughs> okay. You heard it in. Eyewitness report, Liz. I was the first to notice Maria Sharapova sitting in the stands there. So. And then finally, just really breaking news coming out of Russia, which I have to, I have to address is there was a story that uh, came up this weekend. Bob Kraft, who is, who is CEO and owner of the um, uh, New England Patriots, told a story at a big dinner this weekend that he was visiting 
in Russia, in St. Petersburg, and visiting with President Vladimir Putin. And, and he showed um, Putin his Super Bowl ring. And apparently at some point he took it off to show it to President Putin. And Putin kept the ring. <laughs> kept the ring. It just yep. never came back? It never came back. So Kraft, Kraft is saying he never intended to give Vladimir Putin his ring and that Vladimir Putin essentially stole his Super Bowl ring. I mean, who would steal a Super Bowl ring? Come on. That's not nice. Well, Julie, you lived in Russia for many years. Is this sort of the Russian way that if you admire something and you hand it to someone, you know, they, they get to keep it? He I guess assumed. so. This, is, this seems to be that there's something lost in translation here. Uh, Kraft was saying at the time the State Department representatives that were with him said, don't mention the ring. Don't mention the ring. Don't try to get it back. You know, they said, just forget about it. But how can you forget about a Super Your Bowl? Super Bowl ring. Yeah. So. And where is Vladimir Putin going to wear a Super Bowl ring? Really? Right, it's, it's in the Kremlin right now. And Vladimir Putin's people put out a statement today that said he did not steal the ring. That, that in fact, it was a gift. And uh, <laughs> He would not steal the room. So, That's we- what Lindsay Lohan said. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that's one to follow. That is one to follow. So I will, uh, as, as Sheila, I'm going to keep you posted on these stories. <laughs> Thank okay. you, Joel. All right. Well, the, the last show we recorded was actually two weeks ago, not last week. And when we recorded it, Uh, As you will recall, sisters, I was in Istanbul, Turkey, remember? Yes. And uh, I had gone there for business. I had gotten there two Saturdays ago. And when we spoke on Sunday, um, I was filling you in a little bit about uh, the demonstrations in the street and the barricades around and how things seemed to be getting worse. And as it turns out that, you know, I did end up having to cancel all of my work there and leave on Monday instead of sticking around and doing what I had intended to do. But when I woke up Monday morning, I had a sore throat. And because we had smelled the tear gas in the air on Sunday, I, I naturally assumed that what I was feeling in my throat and my headache was, was a result of just light tear gas in the air. Uh, Not that I was at the demonstrations or even really near the demonstrations, but it was, you know, it was sort of wafting uh, all over certain parts of the city at that point. So Monday I got up and I came home to Los Angeles and it was, I was so sick on the flight and I had uh, which I never do. I had checked my bag because I was at the airport for so long. I thought it would be easier to check it than to uh, drag it around with me. So all of my usual Advil-related re- remedies had been checked through. And, of course, on the flights, when you ask the flight attendant, they're, they're not able to give you anything. So I felt like my lungs were going to explode and my head was going to explode all the way home. And then when we, and it's a 12 and a half hour flight. So that's, that's a long one. And it was nonstop Istanbul to Los Angeles. We're coming into Los Angeles. I'm so excited. I'm so sick. I'm like, please just put this plane down. And we start to come down. And I'm sure you've had this happen to you before. We come most of the way down. And then all of a sudden, the pilot pulls up and takes a big loop around out over the Pacific. I'm like, 
Please, oh. I have got to get off this plane. I don't know what happened, but a little bit of miscommunication. So then another 20 minutes, we loop back around. We put the plane down. The moment I get my bag and baggage claim, um, I ate about five Advil. And your <laughs> truck. <laughs> <laughs> I just use Advil for everything, Monica. Is that wrong? As a nurse, would you recommend me to have remedies for specific problems instead of just Advil for everything? Liz, I, I think you'll be happy to know I went out and bought you a giant bottle of Advil for bed. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> because every, every time you come here, someone has stolen your Advil or taken it. That's correct. Because- yes, yes. Thank you. Okay. Pickles and Advil. This is going to be a heck of a vacation. So anyway, so, <laughs> so I, felt, I felt terrible Monday night and a little bit better on Tuesday, but then Wednesday I started to feel worse again and Thursday I felt terrible. So I thought, well, like, how could this, like the tear gas, you know, how could it be getting worse? I'm home in Santa Monica. So finally, finally Thursday night I went to the doctor and uh, she informed me that what I had was not, in fact, tear gas poisoning. It was pneumonia, just a plain old-fashioned case of walking pneumonia. So then um, I got the antibiotics for that and all of that. So last Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, spent the whole time in bed, which was one of many reasons we didn't record a show um, a, a show last Sunday. So I'm feeling a lot better now. Uh, the one thing I did have an opportunity to do because I was in bed, like, as I said, four straight days last week is I watched the entire first season of House of Cards. Have people... Oh, I've heard that's no, wonderful. I haven't seen it, but you, you're now up to speed, apparently. Yeah, I'm totally up to speed. I, I, would, I would recommend it. it is, it's really, really a good, smart show. And uh, especially if you... It's 13 episodes, so I watched 13 straight hours of House of Cards. And the... Uh, <laughs> which is really all I was capable of last weekend. And But my one major takeaway, which I posted on my Facebook page, is... That haircut that Robin Wright has in uh, that television show <laughs> is like the most excellent short haircut I have seen in a long time. I, I urge you to check it out. You're, you're, you girls all have longer hair than I do. but I, So I made a point of posting that uh, this was the best short haircut ever. And three days later... What does New York Magazine post in their Vulture column, which is all about culture and TV and pop culture? They oh. give Robin Wright a special award for best haircut of the year. So, oh, you I, scooped it, Liz. Yeah, scooped it. I, maybe they're reading the Satellite Sisters Facebook page. I do not know. Um, but anyway, so this week I'm actually a lot better. I, I was on a, a conference call for work the other day. I guess on Friday I was on a conference call with someone who was across the country. And halfway through the conference call, she texted me and said, why do you sound so serious? And I, I texted her back. I was like, because I have pneumonia. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can talking at all, but the pneumonia is making me sound a little more thoughtful than I normally do. So, uh, so I'm going back to see my doctor tomorrow. I'm hoping to get a clean bill of health. Thank you for everyone. Maggie and a whole bunch of other people have posted on the Satellite Sisters Facebook page and also on, uh, on my Facebook page um, their concern and sending me their best wishes. So oh, That's uh, nice. Liz, how did you get it? Or, or the, or it's you know, I, honestly, Julie, I was so sick when I went into the doctor. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't ask anything. I mean, she handed me those antibiotics and a, like, codeine cough syrup, a cough suppressant, and told me to just go home and get in bed and not get out of bed for as long as I could stand it. I didn't ask her a single other question. So when I, when I go back tomorrow... <laughs> you can ask her how you got it. Yeah, I'm interested if there's a connection between the tear gas and the pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Monica, maybe you can venture an opinion on this. If my lungs were irritated from tear gas, would that make me more likely to get pneumonia? Possibly. Okay, thank you. Does that sound good? That's yeah, the answer, Mom. Very. That sounds For very. All my medical woes. Uh, anyway, so um, so I am on the uh, on the rebound, feeling good, and I'm hoping to get the the total okay uh, on Monday when I see my doctor again. So so this week, just again laying around reading mail that's been accumulating here for weeks. Um, uh, we, 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 <laughs> this is what I do every day. I mean, this is Liz in, with pneumonia. <laughs> I watch 13 hours of TV. But I don't have it now because I, I I'm, I'm without cable, but. <laughs> <laughs> living on living on gift cards Sheila couldn't she get a gift card for cable that's what I one of the parents asked me you'll appreciate this sisters she came to me very sweetly and said we don't know what to give you could you please give us some idea of what you want and I want to say cable <laughs> she said HBO the parents said do you read and I felt like saying, no, I do not. I said, yes, I love to read. So if you could somehow convert the Barnes & Noble cards into a Netflix subscription. <laughs> I'm going to go work that today to see if there's any system, any bartering. Maybe I could pay per view with that card. Because <laughs> I don't want any books. I'm done. Done. <laughs> well, when I posted on our Facebook page that I had enjoyed House of Cards, particularly the haircut aspect of House of Cards, uh, the recommendation from Jill was that my next binge viewing should be the show Scandal. So that's what oh. I did last night. So last night I watched four episodes of Scandal, Good. which I do highly recommend. That It's another sort of Washington-based mm-hmm. uh, soapy thing, not quite as tense and dramatic as House of Cards, but really, really good. That's the one that stars Kerry Washington. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and she's having an affair with the president, so uh, I recommend that. But this, uh, also the, this weekend, just reading the mail that had accumulated here, um, I suspect that we, we all received the invitation to our niece, Megan Dolan's wedding, which is the first week in August, correct? Oh, yes, we did. And I'm, I'm very excited about this event, and I opened it, and I was so excited. And then the next piece of mail I opened, unfortunately, was jury summons. Uh, and of course, because it always happens this way, I was called for jury duty in California the same week as Megan's wedding, which is in Connecticut. Liz, me too. I have jury duty in Dallas. This really? As Megan's wedding in Connecticut. Yes. What are the chances of that? that I don't believe, really, but that's, that's amazing. So, so have you gotten out of it? Yes. Well, in two ways. I mean, there are legitimate ways. First, I just, I thought it was ironic because our niece, Megan, is an assistant district attorney, right? She right. is, she is my closest connection to the justice system anyway. So normally if I was trying to like delay jury duty or something, I might get Megan's opinion on something like that. So, um, so I let her know that I had an issue with this and, uh, she said, don't worry, there will be plenty of justice at the wedding. So, uh, <laughs> 
So any, uh, any other members of the family that get called for jury duty that week, Megan has given a special dispensation to delay our jury duty because justice will be done uh, that week in Connecticut. So then I just went online and I delayed it for a couple of weeks and I'm all good. So I'm very excited about the wedding. And then I will, I do believe in doing jury duty. Not that I've ever gotten on a jury, uh, but you know, you go and you do what you need to do. So I'm all locked in. It's going to be a big month of August for me between the wedding and the jury duty. Ooh. Well, no, I called Monica. I texted Monica immediately. I said, have you received the invitation? Right, Monica? Yeah, she called me at work, which is unusual. She said it, it's a it's a ten pound heavy card stop. <laughs> Sheila said she thought oh she was getting invited to a coronation. <laughs> no, the, the the mail deliverer said to me, I I will I happen to be down at the mailbox waiting. I was hoping to get a check of some <laughs> another gift card. Some kind of random check, some settlement from something I didn't know about. <laughs> and um, he said, wow, that's a big envelope. I said, yes, it is. And I know what it is. And I opened it up. I said, Monica, get a frame. This is suitable for framing. Yes. Mary, our sister-in-law, and she drew this, this beautiful hand-drawn map of the town where the church was, their house where the reception's going to be. And then it was all engraved, like just oh, heavily embossed. Heavily. I think I will get a frame for that little map. That is going to be a fun event. That's, I can't remember whether I ever made hotel reservations, but in any other way, I'm totally locked in. And I was inspired to take care of the wedding present yesterday too so that's oh, all done Liz. okay first off the, oh Liz you beat me I was thinking I'd be the first on the mark there but good good work all right no nope, Sheila I, Sheila gift card <laughs> if I had a gift card to Bloomingdale's you know I'd be using it right now <laughs> all I have left is a dollar 11 at Starbucks <laughs> save it Sheila save, save it. it save it put it together with another one yeah a hard-working district attorney in New York she needs a cup of coffee as much as the next person so uh you know I'm sure she'd be happy with Starbucks all right so uh anything else sisters we're good this is wow what a- you have to continue to stay on the mend Liz okay that's yes. your mm-hmm. assignment this week no doubt I really, yesterday too, I, I, I laid pretty low and, uh, cause I really, I really want my doctor to be impressed that I followed her instructions and not figure out that I did not follow her instructions because, uh, this week I managed to fly to Washington DC and back, which was not exactly what she had recommended, but I just had a, I had a work requirement that I thought because I was feeling better, um, towards the end of the week, I, I made that one quick trip. So hmm. I'm, I'm hoping there's no telltale Washington, D.C. signs when she takes a look at me tomorrow. So we'll And start. I did not recommend that trip as her nurse practitioner in, in <laughs> L.A., Monica. <laughs> I told her not to go. That's true. You did, Sheila. Thank you for that. Uh, so if my, if my doctor yells at me tomorrow, I will tell her that um, 
you know, that you had also given me that same advice. All right, so uh, so Leanne's in Ashland today. If you're listening to this right now, uh, you can still catch her in, uh, in Ashland, Oregon at her signing. And then she's all over Oregon. All of that is posted at her Facebook page that is her author page, by the way. So Leanne Dolan, author, you should like that. And then you get all of the news. Monica, good work on the condiments and the yard work, man. That's... <laughs> I hope, I hope Leanne is grateful. I'm sure she will be. <laughs> and to all of the satellite misters out there who are also fathers, um, good work. Um, it's, a, it's a big day for you, and you deserve it. So here we go. We, we are the Satellite Sisters. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. Thank you.